Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella Hella in Your 30s. 30s. This week, we present to you Nick's Beef. Which I hate that title. Right now, we're going with Nick's Untitled Rap Music He Likes sub-podcast. Okay, Nick's Beef. (laughs) Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. Oh, my God. I hope you guys are ready to cringe today, because this is going to be a full-on cringe episode. No, it's not. This is just own the cringe, ain't too proud to cringe. We're just cringing this whole whole episode. Nick's got some sensitivity about this situation. I don't have sensitivity. You do have sensitivity. You're you're a nerdy person nick likes to tell me about rap music and i don't know a lot about rap music and he has experimented with this on our uh podcast before uh it's a show where he picks a topic in rap and explains it to me now i think he should call it nick's beef Because it's just like his beef about stuff. Plus, in Chicago, there are all these like Italian beefs places. Yeah. And I think there is one called Nick's Beef, and I think that's very funny. But I uh, am open-hearted and Uh wonderful and think that you're really good at these. But an element of that is that you don't like the way that I talk about rap music. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. You just said so many things. (laughs) Just just so many red flags. If I could, if when we first hooked up, a time machine sent me just the recording of what you just said and said, this is what it's going to be like in 2021, mm-hmm. I would have been like, we have to break up right now. We can no longer be together. All right. Where to begin? Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I would used to. I would I would tell Muriel about the rap music stuff that I was into. I'm interested in anything said, that you're interested. It's in. my turn to talk. Now. I have to get the story straight. So then you said I think we should do a podcast about it, and mm-hmm. I said no, that's embarrassing. And then you said please, please do it, and then I said no, and then eight months later we did a Patreon episode mm-hmm, on it. Okay, mm-hmm. and we called it Beef. I think yeah, Nick's Beef. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was it was it was a very very good patreon episode we get a little freaky over there sometimes you get you know it's a little bit more of an intimate affair uh over there and then um then we kind of did a follow-up one about specifically about freddie gibbs who i will be mentioning in this episode Mm -hmm. uh where i told you about freddie gibbs and i went to go do this whole cool kid burger release collaboration with freddie gibbs anyways talk about cringe-topia i know (laughs) Just, oh my God, I'm sweating. This is literally horrible. So anyways, <laughs> Muriel, Muriel loves putting me through these uh, ropes or whatever. No, it's because you embarrass easily with stuff. I just am like, why are you? I have no idea why you're embarrassed. I think this is a great idea for a spinoff podcast. Nick's beef. <laughs> and he talks about all different kinds of things about rap, like wars and things going on. People, and oh, guess right. what the okay, topic so is a, this week? Well, no, no, no. We're not getting to the topic this week. I still have a bone to pick with you. There's Why? no beef. I don't have beef with anything. This is all celebra- celebrations. I think that most of your opinions are rooted in beef. Well, not this week. This week, it's going to be all celebrations. Okay. All It's all rap music that I really like. Okay, so that's the other cringe thing. Our podcast is called Hell in Your 30s. You guys get it. Unless this is the first time listening, then I really am sorry. But, you know, for better or worse, that's the name of this podcast. We really chose it four years ago and are still sticking with it. And sometimes we're uh, hardcore on the theme of being in your 30s, and sometimes we're not. You know, sometimes we have a loose grip, and sometimes we drill it down deep and tight. This is a lifestyle aging social commentary podcast i do not know why you're laughing right now i think i am being very cool okay great so but okay so we did uh we just did a new patreon episode Mm -hmm. all about lady rappers okay Mm -hmm. and uh because muriel needs to know there are some ladies out there 
freaking killing the game. I'm just so embarrassing. Uh, but that is on Patreon, okay? I'm so excited about that one. Okay, so this episode mm-hmm. for our main feed is about rappers who are elder millennials. Yes. Okay, we're talking late 30s. Yes. But there's also another specific element to these guys, mm-hmm. which is that a lot of them didn't hit their stride until their 30s. High five, Nick. No. <laughs> I just want you guys to know, Muriel did raise a, her hand up like I was going to high five her. <laughs> Great topic. I'm so excited for this show. I cannot wait to share my opinions about different songs and hear your thoughts. Okay, you're horrible. Ah. Uh, so there's going to be some bending of the rules a little bit in terms of that. Some of these people maybe were good in their late 20s or even maybe in their 20s. But in my opinion, they didn't get to be really, really good and really crushing it until their late 30s. Nice. So that's exciting, you know. And there's just a lot of interesting things going on with this realm so of... so nervous. But I think Nick's beef is going to be a hit. <laughs> I'm not nervous. I just you're yanking on your beard real hard. Yanking on my beard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. Uh, So there's there's a there's a unifying theme amongst these dudes, Mm -hmm. right? Which is that regardless of where they're from, sort of in the country, Mm -hmm. one thing they all have in common, Mm -hmm. despite I mean. Uh, what's the word? Don't uh, know. In it, you know, in addition to the fact that they're all very good, uh-huh. is that they are all doing a really cool job, <laughs> a very, very, very high quality job of paying like an homage to the regional sounds of where they're from. So there's sort of this timeless element to the music that really sounds like where they're from, while being of the moment. I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's like Sondheim says, you know, content dictates form. Mm -hmm. How is it like that? You know, just because the content of where they're from and their regional styles dictates this original sound these elder millennials are coming up with. (laughs) I'm your wingman. (laughs) Not not the main function that a man looks for in a wife. Uh Okay. All right, so we're going to start with the dude. He's from New Orleans. Great. He's 40 now. Great. And his name is Currency. Love Currency. Don't I couldn't tell you what he I know that name. Well, because he's the guy that I really found in the pandemic. So okay. I'm late to Currency. Currency's been good for a really long time and I just thought he was good and kind of I liked some songs he was on and but I never really fully understood how good he was. And I remember talking to a friend of mine, a young dude uh, from uh, from out here in LA. And he was he said his favorite rapper was Currency. And I kind of was like, what? Really? Currency? He's your favorite rapper? Yeah. And he was trying to explain to me like what's so good about him. And one thing that is incredible about Currency is he's constantly putting out sort of like short, sort of shortish EP length albums, mm-hmm. you know? And he was just like, if you get into him, what's so great is he's constantly just giving you new music. So it really sort of feels like this like evolving sort of never ending soundtrack to your life. If you're into that, like he's able to kind of give that to his fans. Cool. And I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, oh, OK, I got OK. He's good. Sure. And then couple and I was <laughs> my friend Eric from Beer Bill I was kind of like shitty to him I kind of like because I'm good at talking shit you know I kind of like clowned on him or whatever and yeah. I then currency came into my life like a freight train during the pandemic he put out two, through music through music yes no I've never met him okay. he doesn't know me I'm just I'm just a stupid fan <laughs> and he put out these albums with this producer named Harry Fraud uh, during the pandemic, who is a great producer. He's also like 38 or 39, and they were just amazing. Okay. Then, <laughs> this is horrible. Why do you want me to talk about I'm so interested. You're acting okay, so, so insane. <laughs> and you're 14, and I'm taking you to the mall, and I'm your mom. <laughs> I know. I feel like a. a Bart Simpson, when his aunts want him to do the teapot. 
uh, uh, dance yeah. or whatever. I'm a little teapot. What you're and stuff. forgetting is that what? Bart wanted to do the teapot dance, but At they wouldn't point. pay attention to him. Oh, okay. That's the whole game because the baby was cuter. And he's like, watch me do my dance. And they were like, we don't care about you anymore. And then he tried to mail Lisa to like the North Pole. Okay, this is great. We're just going to go ahead and listen to this new uh, currency song. So he put out... (laughs) One thing that I want to add also is that the great thing about the Patreon is that we can play a few snippets on Patreon. Yeah. We won't be able to do that today. Oh, right. So you're going to be hearing our classic ukulele music. So the way this format of Nick's beef goes, in my mind, as the primary producer, is that... (laughs) Nick the pusher of this. (laughs) Nick explains... This is what we do at home sometimes. Nick explains the context of something, and then he plays it for me. And then I talk about what I'm hearing and experiencing and then he responds to me and we have a debate <laughs> we usually do this when we're sitting around the house um maybe a little more casual than that but very similar okay. right yeah. so while i'm listening to currency right now yeah. you will be hearing the sweet ukulele stylings of uh, joey castle <laughs> okay so then the other the other thing that's happening is i'm going to compile a playlist on spotify and the the link to that will be in the show notes of this of all the songs that i'm going to play for muriel uh, so if you guys want to press pause during the ukulele music and go uh check out sp- our playlist on spotify you can get all the songs there yes and um, you can see what we're talking about mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. beyond our descriptions but <laughs> i am really excited about this i'm so curious I'm actually am very curious to see if you like this music. So the song I'm going to play from Currency is off his new uh, project with the producer named The Alchemist, who I've mentioned to you before. He's also he's in his 40s and he uh, is like Harry Fraud and Mad Lib and a bunch of these sort of like kind of cool art house producers. Yeah. What they like to do is they'll work with one rapper on one album. So it's like a rapper teams up with a producer and uh, they just create together. It's and, like the yeah. collab. Yeah, it's like the collab. And then a lot of these rappers I'm going to be playing with you for you today also do work with the same producers and honor on each other's tracks a lot and stuff. So this is sort of like a cohort of these elder millennials. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so this is off Currency's new um, album with Alchemist. It's called Covert Coup. And uh, this song is called BBS. You ready for this? Yes. All right. <laughs> Currency for the win. Yeah. I like that song. I put that on a playlist. W- would you? Very good. Very cool. It's oh, a little um, moodier than the stuff he does with like Harry Fraud and a lot of the other producers he works with. Yeah, it's very moody. I wrote. I took some notes. Okay. Okay. One of them was... <laughs> Very flowy and smooth. Yeah, he's from New Orleans. I was going to say, where yeah, is he from? He's from New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's so good. Very good beat. I wrote a great beat. <laughs> you hear that, Alchemist? Mural thinks you're doing great. It was good. And then my favorite line was yeah. when he said, cooking these bird assholes, which I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> We're not going to touch that. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, I, that's a metaphor that's escaping me. I really tried to figure out what that meant. He filled it up with a lot of really cool ideas. Yeah. Like <laughs> rotisserie chicken, something, something. But I don't understand what he's talking about. I don't either. I love currency. You know what I love about currency? Why? His whole brand is he's the king of sweatpants. So his like his personal clothing line that he puts out is all just like really comfortable sweat. Oh. Like sweatpants shorts and like, sw- like it's sweats. This, you've talked to me about this guy. Yeah, the you, Sultan of Sweats is what he calls himself. You love this guy so much. Okay, I am remembering what and you're talking about. And the other thing I love about him what? is he's just really into lowriders. Uh-huh. In a way that a lot of people outside of the West Coast kind of aren't. There's yeah. like different regional... Like in Texas and shit, which is obviously the South, they have like slabs and a whole kind of car culture that's really specific to them. And then then there's sort of like the classic like hydraulics and all that shit, like lowrider culture, which is super West Coast. And currency actually kind of represents that in the South. Oh, interesting. So he has like this huge 
custom car or classic car collection and tons of he's like really into car culture yeah which he's also turned into a whole business and brand for himself mm-hmm. uh plus so he's just into like yeah i like cars really comfortable clothes he smokes tons of weed he's like one of the brand ambassadors for jay-z's new weed company what which i think is hilarious because jay-z is like clearly not a weed smoker yeah you know he's just like obviously a businessman but he's like okay i'm gonna have a a fucking weed brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who'd he go after? He had to go get currency to bring some authenticity to the weed game. You know what I'm saying here? Yeah, right. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I get it 100%. What's going yeah. on? Okay. <laughs> I'm down. This is so fun. So yeah. you want to be currency kind of, huh? I want to be, I want us to be like the podcasters. I want us to be the currency of podcasters. Mm-hmm. I think his career is incredible. He works with so many good people. He has like a full fan base. He's not a household name. He's not like, you know, hurt by celebrity in any way. Mm-hmm. Plus he just takes his interests and they just become the reason he makes money. That's you know? exactly what we want to be doing. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I do want to be, <laughs> I mean, I would be like the Sultan of sweats. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just too good. Okay. So we're going to stay in the South and we're going to move on to a rapper named big crit. I have not heard of him. Okay. So he's from Mississippi. Okay. And he is, he's only 34. Okay. So I felt like I wanted to include him anyways, even though, and I think he counts. It counts. And he's just the, he's been good for a long time and he also produces his own beats. Yeah. And he's just one of the best. I don't know what else to say. So what I'm going to play for you for big He's Did I say he's from Mississippi? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play you a tiny desk concert. Um, of him performing but this was done in 2018 but he was in his 30s when he did this recording also so el- I think it elder millennials i think the cutoff right now is the oldest ones are 39 so i mean 34 is fully within yeah i think so the top and he just put out a new um album that's really 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 good so i was gonna play you that but then i thought no, i'll just show you what he actually kind of is like when he's performing his music because i think this is a good tiny desk concert uh outing for him i love it okay you ready for this tiny desk concert outing let's get beefy (laughs) keep the devil off by big crit that was actually a really good tiny desk concert yeah overall yeah i want to kind of paint a picture okay okay so big crit really seems like a nice guy he <laughs> seems really nice yeah he's like kind of got a great dad shirt on like a <laughs> solid t-shirt just a couple of chains but not a lot and then just kind of like chill you know yeah and uh really friendly it seems like a really nice guy and he's got a great way of talking about people and what i like too is that yeah. he's just shouting he's not going into a mic the mic's really far away from him yeah right but the whole time he's just like, like you know like Keep the devil like way far away from the bike, but just yelling with a lot of power. Yeah. And very good style. Okay. Really good style. Bassist is smooth AF. Long, long dreads. Yeah. Uh, five string bass. Five string bass. So with like in tune with his instrument. Yeah. It just like makes it effortless. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, the camera loves him. They just keep going <laughs> yeah. back to the bassist or the drummer because the drummer is probably the only guy in the band who actually looks cool. And then. <laughs> He had a player. He's amazing. He just is like, wow, I got this gig. <laughs> I mean, he's playing beautifully. Course, it's not about yeah. that, but he just, um, uh, he looks a lot. I swear to God, he just looks a lot like older Steve Urkel. He's got like a whole, like, like a, he's got a little uptight nerdy vibe. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. like kind of rocking back and forth, yeah. and, but his groove is, is angular. It's not like as smooth as anybody <laughs> else's, but it's good. You yeah. know, Big Crit's amazing. So one thing I love about him. Oh, yeah. what were you gonna say? Oh, one time he said something that I thought it was. I have the heart of a vagina, but I don't think that's <laughs> what he said. So I was gonna ask you. <laughs> you know what? What in um in honor of Lizzo and Cardi B, who actually? Oh, I think I am gonna play the new Lizzo because she's thirty three, and we'll see how that sounds. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're just not gonna clear up rumors. Yeah. You know? He said he was born on the south side of the moon, which I liked. It also yeah. just reminds me of you. It's kind of like. 
esoteric, like mm-hmm. maximalist yeah. imagery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely like that. <laughs> uh, so one of the reasons why I think he's really good. Mm-hmm besides his personal talent and everything that makes him really good is he's has sort of been embraced and worked with some of the very best kingpins of the industry, specifically like David Banner and Bun B. Uh-huh. So some really heavyweights of this, of like this Southern rap tradition uh-huh. have been like really with him for a while now. Yeah. So he's like the, I th- I think it's safe to say he's like the product of like incredible mentoring mm-hmm. and just and he's just like risen to the occasion mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and over again. He has not really uh I think reached the level of acclaim that he deserves mm-hmm. and that I think he wants. He'll he raps about that. I think his biggest sort of uh you know moments have been uh J Cole and his and J. Cole's like Dreamville camp mm-hmm. has worked with Big Crit a lot. Um, and J. Cole is one of the biggest rappers in the world. So if you work with J. Cole, that's like an automatic, like big spotlight, uh-huh. you know, and everything Big Crit has gotten for himself is like completely earned on his own. Uh, but I do think he has not gotten that sort of like big huge I, I don't think he's been grammy nominated or anything like that maybe he has i'm not good at this guys i just listen to music and you know so much things. you don't did you say gleam i did i like that is it glean what is it gleam no, glean well, how do you what's the word you're out here gleaming all kinds of information <laughs> gleaming from the south side of the moon <laughs> I'm like not a historian. I'm just a weird fan. Um, okay. Yes. Big crit. So good. I love that. So that was actually one thing I was going to say is there's also certain rappers like that are in their thirties, J Cole and Kendrick Lamar, I guess specifically and Drake. What? I thought Kendrick Lamar was like 20 years old. No, I'll look it up right now. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I don't, obviously I don't know. I just, in my heart, I thought he was much younger. He's 34. Nice. Yeah. Well, if he's cool, then I can be cool. <laughs> That's true, Muriel. And that is what, uh, you know, being a fan of uh, things does for people like us. Like, mm-hmm. well, if they can do it, then we can do it. Well, it does it for everybody. I'm like, I'm like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm like that guy. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go over to New York. Ooh. New York City, you ask? No, Buffalo, New York. Wow. Yeah, so there is this, uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. No, I'm excited. <laughs> I, apologize. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. <laughs> not for you, for me, for us. The whole thing I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> okay, so there's uh, these... <laughs> like a collective like a crew out of buffalo new york called griselda mm-hmm. and they i've played you some of their music before i think on one of at some point i played you i think a, a song they did with like eminem or something but i know you don't remember it so <laughs> 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 that's another very important part of this i'll be like I'll tell you about someone and then later you'll be like, what is this? I like this. It's like, we talked about it for 20 minutes. Her name is Rhapsody Muriel. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I'm glad you're letting other people get a glimpse into what it's like to be married to you. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this for 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. So the main Griselda guys, there's, there's three main ones. It's uh, Benny the butcher. Okay. Who is, uh, I think the most popular of the three. I think he has the most like album sales, but I don't really never know. heard of him. Conway the Machine, who might even be my favorite of the three. And then there's this guy, West Side Gun, okay? And they're all like 39. Great. And they're all really into high fashion. And West Side Gun just like opened his own art gallery. And what? they're really into like, I don't know, fine art and like fancy shit. You yeah, know? another like thing where people are spinning their interest into the thing that they do. Yeah, right. I feel like, is that a big thing in in like rap culture? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like turning yourself in. I think it's in, true in a lot of things. It's like turning yourself into a brand. I mean, rap music is, you know, a lot of rap music and a lot of the shit I like is them just rapping about the things they like. And right. The things you're they just do. talking about, I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You're just going to talk like, about something like, what are you going to do? Talk about ghosts or like, <laughs> well, like an ancient tour ghosts. of like a mansion. <laughs> 
sometimes they do shit like that too but if they're talking about that they might also mention like the type of clothes they're wearing right right? while they're walking through the haunted mansion (laughs) (laughs) okay great so this is a new song it just recently came out is it by what's it west side gun it's by west side well here's the thing what it's actually by some hilarious another bass player named brady white or Uh brad I almost said Brady White. It's B R A D Y. Yeah, it's Brady. Brady White. Mm-hmm. No, Brady Watt. <laughs> <laughs> Some bass player <laughs> named Brady Watt, who I've never heard of, and I was like, "Who the hell is Brady Watt?" And then I clicked on it, and that's when I realized he's like a funky white electric bass player. He has like a whole career. Like, how many bass players have albums and shit? So he did this song. Is it just like are his albums just like him playing bass? No, it's like with a band okay but he really gets down on some like slap bass and like cool. really you know talk about esoteric he it gets would be down pretty funny if it was just solo bass yeah i think he, i'm sure there's some solo bass tracks so i think this is actually his song featuring west side gun and dj premier who's one of the like most sort of foundational important new york producers okay and DJ. So he, he what he actually does and still does, even though it's sort of not a part of a lot of rap music anymore, is actually like scratching. Oh, you know fun. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. He, he's still like people still go to him for that. And like people still feature DJ Premier on tracks because they'll like produce the album and then like do action. some scratching. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, have some bass breaks. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be great. OK. And this is a really good music video. OK. Um, I believe. OK. This one's called The Narcissist. That's actually one of my favorite favorite music videos I've seen in a long time. It's so good. The yeah. Anna, so it's for those of us at home. You can check this out online. Obviously, maybe yeah. It's we'll called throw the Narcissist. The Narcissist. So it's an animation. Yeah. And it's just really good. I know. That's crazy yeah, it's good. So good. It's I watched like the creative. first thirty seconds of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is good. I'll show it to Miro. But I actually haven't seen the whole thing. It's by someone named Jim Warren. It's beautiful. He yeah. did such a good job. Yeah. It's just like funny and dark and interesting. And then like it highlights pieces of like whatever he's saying. Like yeah. The, I was going to say the dialogue, but it's really the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> the script of the that script song, of that is, song really is so good. They, it was really good. And yeah. like he does this thing with his mouth where he goes, you know, like there's a lot of like play with people playing with guns, like almost yeah. like kids. Yeah. But they're adults. And, yeah. you know, you go like yeah. that, like a machine gun. Yeah. And they use that sound. And then they use like all these weird objects as guns. Yeah. So like even at one point, there's a coroner who has a body that's been riddled with gunshots. Yeah. And then he picks it up and like uses it as a gun. And then that shoots the bullets. Out. Yeah. Right. It's really cool. Yeah. It's crazy. This, and, yeah. Well, I was going to say that yeah. after all that, yeah. it's very funny because the whole thing is really imaginative. And then it closes out on a guy. He eats a piece of. Uh, fish and he dies from eating the fish and he falls in the ground and then he kind of you know decomposes in, yeah. in fast time like yeah. in sped up time and then you know his skeleton is there with the grill in it and then the grill falls off and yeah he you know the skeleton falls apart and then the camera just pans up to dj premiere scratching but yeah. it's just like the weakest uh movement <laughs> and then the like white bass player guys in the back just like <laughs> because it's a really rustic kind of style of animation right and scratching is like so sp- like uh exact and like detail oriented yeah it's probably the two funniest uh parts of the whole thing because it's just like ends this beautiful thing on these two guys just one guy with this little like chunky animated fingers like kind of strumming out a bass and the other guy just doing these little tiny scratch moves uh so you picked up on the the gun noises the like mouth made gun noises yeah yeah so that's a huge signature thing of griselda and other rappers do it kind of a lot and i think they're copying griselda i don't think they invented it yeah but they really do it in every song so it's a huge signature thing of them i really liked it i enjoyed it there was a lyric that i liked uh-huh. just recently saw 
what's the thing we saw? The, I don't know. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, brother, where art thou for the first time? Yeah. And they shout out Dapper Dan a bunch, which is the <laughs> hair cream that that dude uses. So, so I know references. Okay. Great, because we actually know the Dapper Dan that he's talking about. What? <laughs> Dapper Dan is the dude from Harlem who's like the style icon. When we did the uh, hip hop film festival in Harlem, mm-hmm. right? And then we thought we were going to be interviewed by this huge news crew because they were all there like doing these interviews. Oh, and yeah. And then they interviewed Dapper Dan and then he left and the news crew like broke everything down. It, like, was and like, then it was get like, out. <laughs> it was like, okay, what are you filmmakers doing here? <laughs> No, I thought he was saying brush out my beard with Dapper Dan. Well, I think there's a it's multi-layered. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I can't follow everything these rappers say. That wouldn't even be fun. You know? Well, I think there's lots of goose eggs in here. There are. It's the type of goose eggs that never stop laying. Yeah. Also, just so much golden good little... goose eggs. <laughs> oh, okay, man, great. This is getting so beefy. <laughs> stop saying. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So we're going to move on. This is uh, another track um, produced by the alchemist again. Okay. Okay. And the alchemist just put out a album with a Griselda, not one of the main three members that I just talked about, but an affiliate of theirs that they've worked with a super ton. His name is Boldy James. He's from Detroit. Ooh, that's a great name. I love Boldy James. And my favorite thing about him, I've seen interviews with him. This fool like doesn't promote on Instagram. He's like, I got locked out of my Instagram. <laughs> he just could not be bothered. Like people are like, Boldy James, you're a good rapper. And he's like, what? Like he doesn't pay attention in his <laughs> interviews. He just like rolls blunt. And like, does, he's like not trying to be charming. There's like no, uh, he's he doesn't sell anything. Doesn't he's that like, seem like so wonderful? I wish I was that so bad. I mean, I, I don't. It's like I can't stop being charming, even when I'm not that charming. <laughs> I cannot like if I have to be there. They're like, okay, promote your thing, and you're like, okay, my name is Muriel, and I've been. You know, it's just like, what the hell? You is- can find us at www.patreon.com. I'm like, have I am so cannot turn it off. And if I'm supposed to be cool, yeah, it goes harder. But I wish I could just have this thing where I was like, yeah, you want to be here? I'm just gonna roll a blunt. And- yeah, I know. No, I'm way too thirsty. Yeah, I'm too thirsty too. I'm just the thirstiest whole person Nalgene. in the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Uh, Boldy James might be the least thirsty person in the rap game. Uh, I'm super curious to see if you like it. His style is pretty slow and he deals with just like tons of dark subject matter, basically like just tons of drug dealing and like jail time and shit. He's really good. Okay. Okay. So this is another alchemist produced track. It's called double hockey sticks. Also, his album is called Bo Jackson, which is the best name for an album ever. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say this might have been the least successful of the ones so far. (laughs) I would paint a picture. I would paint a picture. Okay. Okay. So so, uh, as much as we were talking about how it's very bold to be like rolling blunts in an interview. Yeah. He does look wildly uncomfortable throughout the entire video. He's like literally not a showman. No, he's not a showman. And I think he's really like, does not like nervous to be on camera. Like he's moving his arms and like shifting back and forth and like not looking at the camera. It's got this, you know, (laughs) okay. So there's the first thing is, is it's about three songs in one song. There's like three changes three times. Yeah. And we're not saying like, Oh, changes like there's a strong bridge or like whatever (laughs) it's literally like three different songs i think yeah 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 well it's really two but a very hard stop in the middle into a completely different beat which i think is a great idea because the first one was i did not think that great (laughs) (laughs) it was one of those things where like i i I have to think like sometimes Uh you play me music yeah and i think it's similar to like sometimes like for sure it's like this with opera like yeah. if you don't have a reference point sometimes you just are it's like it's harder to enjoy it with some sort of complicated insider baseball like thing so i really like steven yeah. sondheim and people are always saying oh it's too complicated right, or which is you, musical theater not opera right exactly yeah. but I, but it's a, a very 
operetta style of musical theater yeah. that has a very complicated like musical structure. And if you listen to it a few times, you're like, oh, I get this. And you yeah. can hear these fun like, you know, musical jokes and, and you can really hear the way that the things fit together. Yeah. So this song starts and it's one of those things where like, it's a lot. Let's see if I can explain this. You know how sometimes <laughs> like a song will start, right? Yeah. And it'll have this weird uh, like rhythm to it but then when the beat drops in it all like snaps together and you're yeah. like oh that's so tight right <laughs> well this goes for like I don't know 90 seconds maybe longer of him rapping and it not catching the beat <laughs> and not knowing when things are resolving so it just sounds like nothing is rhyming <laughs> so it's like for a long time I was looking at you like is he I was like this guy is so bad and then the beat <laughs> dropped and I was like but it only drops for a second and yeah. then it goes back to this free form clicking thing with like no music. <laughs> it's definitely some experimental weirdo shit. Like really like, I mean, for me, I just was like, I, I didn't have the frame of reference to really hook into what, why that could it all be appealing. This is that <laughs> mixed with him looking like at his hands and like rolling blunts and then just really randomly these hard cuts to like, booties <laughs> it's like it had nothing to do with anything it's like clockwork orange you know where they just like flash these different yeah, kind of like clockwork orange. and then at one point yeah. it drops into this beat that's pretty good and then he's like drilling it yeah it's making sense to me i can understand it and then the whole time he's just sitting standing in a circle like awkwardly rocking back and forth while like five people who aren't doing anything stand around him and the camera just punches in and out <laughs> Uh, so you know you know what i realized this is actually a whole youtube genre of reaction videos and stuff like yeah. that's what this is we're like basically doing that i didn't realize that until now yeah i guess it's been i should have probably tapped into that sooner uh, it's yeah funny. you're reacting yeah. to these things this is great this is hilarious well i was very um i'll say this yeah I think that it is above my understanding of what is good. Okay, great. <laughs> so I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it was bad. But I think there were like a, a couple choices throughout the thing yeah. that to the untrained eye might think, this guy is pretty awkward and I don't think any of this rhymes. And <laughs> the uh, random booties are like really like, whoa. <laughs> They're like, are you still paying attention? It's like the Netflix thing. Are you still watching? Are you still watching? Right, right, right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so that okay. was my experience. That was very good. I know. I mean, that's a thing is like you, a lot of the, and some of these other elder millennial dudes are so good at rapping. That doesn't mean they're like going to be superstar entertainers. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? And that's okay. You know? Oh my God. It's totally okay. Like I actually love that about him. Is yeah. That he has like no star power. He really does it. Really <laughs> it's does pretty it. wild. Like, yeah. you know how you're saying, oh, he doesn't care. And yeah. it's like, I think like Lil Wayne is kind of like that. Like if you watch him talk, like, you know, sometimes you'll have. Well, he can turn it on though. He I can mean, he, turn it on, but yeah. like he can also just be. Like completely drugged out maniac. Right. Or like, I don't know. You just watch interviews with people and they're kind of like way too cool for school. Right. Yeah. And like whatever. But they still have star power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this guy is just like, <laughs> like literally he just looks really, really, uh, deeply uncomfortable with what he's doing. <laughs> All right. We're just going to take this moment to say, sign up for our Patreon. Uh, speaking of being thirsty, patreon.com slash hella in your thirties. We just released one of these episodes where we talk about a bunch of the lady rappers that are absolutely out of control sick these days. And we have tons of other episodes. Yeah. And they're really fun. So join us over there. We love you. And uh, I hope that you're just doing really well these days. Yeah. You know, God bless you. Okay. And with that back to Nick's beef. <laughs> Okay, so this next rapper I'm going to tell you about, I am actually super, I'm really, really excited to tell you about him and play his music. Yes. So he's kind of a mystery in a lot of ways, and I couldn't find his age. Okay. Whoa. So his name is Jay Worthy. Okay. And he's 
a Compton rapper, okay. but he was born in Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. Okay. He is of East Indian descent. Okay. He moved to Compton, California at like 13 years old and like definitely became a gang member. Okay. Okay. His stepsister is Grimes, a.k.a. <laughs> Elon Musk's wife? Gr- girlfriend or wife or baby mom or whatever they are. Whoa. Yeah. I think they got like a union put together on like, some cryptocurrency blockchain or some shit. I don't know what their status is. But he is so good at rapping. <laughs> and what I love about him is he works a lot with another Canadian dude, some dude named Sean House, and they have like a duo, I guess, called London Drugs. And they make music together and the production is out of control good. So this is a really good example, in my opinion, of someone who you listen to it. It's super, super West Coast. It has this great kind of throwback vibe to it, like more so maybe than even any of the stuff I played to played you thus far that feels sort of like rooted and sort of like traditional hip hop. This is even uh, a little bit more in the down a lane of like 80s synth pop almost i'm super curious to see what you think about it um so when i we took different flights up here to seattle and i got to the airport like three hours early because lines have been crazy and blah 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 and i just listened to jay worthy who i'm also slow to getting to i've also been sleeping on jay worthy for a long time and i listened to Jay Worthy nonstop and only daydreamed about having become a billionaire off cryptocurrency. Wow. So that's what his music makes me think of. I can't wait to play it for you. I'm so excited. That's so weird. I forgot about the Michael Rapaport outro on that What track. a weirdo! <laughs> okay, so that was the song <laughs> Always by London Drugs, Jay Worthy, um, and Sean House, featuring Larry June, who I can tell you about momentarily. So what'd you think, Muriel? Okay, this is a summer jammer, I've got to yeah, say. summer jammer. It's a summer jammer. Uh, okay, so it's very smooth, very cool. Got this Atari music thing going yeah, on. Right. A little bit of synth. That 80s vibe. 80s vibe. Very really West good. Coast. Yeah, very West Coast. I don't really, end. maybe. I well, <laughs> I just hear 80s. And then got a really good hook uh-huh. with like some Lionel Richie-esque dude. See yep. this hook? They go, always, I want you all. Something like that. Yeah, you know, right. I was like, fun like laying it down. Yep. It's very sexy hook. Big mm-hmm. sexy hook. Good, good, good. Very slow rapping. Yes. With an A B structure. So it's like, hey, now I went to the school. Hey, nobody better call me a fool. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're very old school. Both Larry June and Jay Worthy uh have that old school flow. Yeah, sure. there's something about that, you know, because like sometimes I'm like, I don't know if this is what is this? But this but, is like it there's no debate. It rhymes and is on beat. Yes. Yes. It rhymes and it's on beat. And I can understand every word because it's a word, a beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. No, I'm fresh with my flow. Yes. Oh, it's so good, though. But it really hits in the pocket. You really feel like, okay, yes. Funky, good, Atari. Yes. Okay. I liked it. Michael Rappaport comes in at the end. Why? Nobody knows. Uh, well, actually, I was going to ask, are you from, do you really not have any re- idea why Michael Rappaport is involved in a rap song no so he has a podcast where he interviews rappers he's like a he's somehow involved in like dare i say the culture now wow yeah because he's he's, full of surprises dude i know he's from new york if anyone who doesn't know who michael rapaport is just google him he's a great actor he's like a ginger comedian actor yeah he's he's white he's got like a ton of freckles and like tight curly red hair and he's from fucking new york and he talks like this yeah he looks a lot less tough than he sounds and he's got like a really strong attitude yes so he produced a documentary on tribe called quest a long time ago Uh uh-huh and i think from that just got respect from rappers basically i love it i mean he's like seems very comfortable with where he's at i know he really 
every once in a while, I'll just see a headline where he's some rappers mad at him because out of nowhere, he's like trying to rank the best rappers out of Philly. Like some of his shit just seems like he's just trying to stir up controversy. You know, it's like, why have an opinion on that? Michael Rappaport, just talk about the things you like. Why talk shit about someone for no reason? Well, it's not for no reason. I'm sorry. The rap game is very dramatic. Isn't everybody else <laughs> yeah, doing that? Yeah, but he's that? not in the rap game. Apparently he's just a he podcast. Is. You're right. He is doing outros for Jay Worthy. He's I like, mean, my man, Jay Worthy, born out four. Get that good food on me. We're going to go get some Chinese food. Fucking <laughs> trash. I mean, he is. He also sounds like he's just their father. Yeah. <laughs> or like their uncle. He's like, well, I'm on me next time. I'll take you out. <laughs> Good Chinese food. <laughs> I wanted to include Jay Worthy on here because he works with a ton of the rappers we've heard so far and producers, but I actually don't know how old he is. And Larry June, who's on that, uh-huh. I assumed was like 39, but he's actually just 30. Okay. Well, I got to say, Jay Worthy, I like his style. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really pleasing. <laughs> Now who sounds like a, you sound like an ant? <laughs> us I'm, not pretend, like, I'm not trying to pretend I'm anything other than what I am. Yeah, know? that's right. Good call. Good call. Um, and you know what? You know what that would make you, Muriel? What? what? Not one of the worst rappers. No, authenticity is very important. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Nick, okay. for appreciating me. Let's get beefy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we're wrapping it up here. We got a couple more. But I'm just going to, we're just going to listen to Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs is 39. He's probably the best rapper right now. And I'm going to play you something from his Tiny Desk concert because it's just so good. So that was pretty much the entire Freddie Gibbs uh, Tiny Desk We had to watch the whole thing. Listen, if you like Tiny Desk things, watch this. It's so good. I know. It's okay. one of the best. It's really good. So he has a really. <laughs> They're all like 50 years old. They're not. They're not. But it's like elder millennials in full force. And some like Gen Xers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's some stuff going on and they are great. Okay. So this crew is particularly big. So you have the producer. I'm just going to paint the picture. Okay. Right? His name is Mad Lib. So this was on an album that they made together. I just also want to say Freddie Gibbs has put out a lot of music since uh-huh. These songs were created, but I just wanted to show you that because it's such a good t- tiny desk. It's such a good tiny desk. Okay, so the picture is you've got this guy. He's in a white suit. He's very, very cool. He looks like the coolest one. That's the producer, right? Yeah. And he's playing a set of tiny drums. They're like finger drums. I don't know what they are, but there's either. like five of them in a set. They're yeah. all different sizes, and he's playing it with this sort of uh, very fancy mallet and then his fingers they <laughs> yeah. have all these different tones and he's got sunglasses on that are so dark you can't see anything and he's probably like the coolest one yeah that's Mad Lib right so but Mad Lib's doing something on the drums <laughs> yeah. that's really like at, like another like a next level yeah he's like being a space god right and then one guy is playing the trumpet yeah and he also plays the tambourine on some of the songs which <laughs> I love and then the other guy next to him looks really stressed and he's playing <laughs> he's a saxophone player. an alto sax, I think. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of these really cool harmonies with the yeah. trumpet, but he looks stressed. <laughs> and every time he's doing anything, he takes these big breaths like, okay, I did it. <laughs> I, I survived this moment. Yeah. And he does it throughout the song. So yeah, he's right. stressed. And then they have the drummer. Now, the drummer... <laughs> Usually the drummer for me, honestly, is usually like one of the cutest boys in the band. Yeah. Like the drummer. Oh, I didn't are know that. You're a drummer girl. Well, no, I'm like drummer bass usually. Uh-huh. Those okay. are like the two guys. But like usually this drummer, you know, <laughs> he's one of those guys. He's a uh, he he. This is awesome. He doesn't look that cool, right? Yeah. And he's kind of like this chubby dude. He's got this kind of like wild curly hair. He didn't shave. <laughs> Where like, cause the guys in the band, like for the most part, are dressed. Well, really well. He's in a t-shirt. This guy really does look like he literally rolled out of bed and he's like kind of, but he's really good drummer. And so it makes him very attractive. And then he also is like one of my favorite things about watching jazz bands, which Uh this is essentially a jazz, a jazz band is that, you know, all of the ways in which there's these like musical jokes between them or if somebody screws something up or somebody does something interesting, you know, the laughter and stuff. Yeah. And like the, 
drummer and the bassist are like BFFs forever. <laughs> they are just constantly like the drummer will be looking at him out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> and every time they start, it's like they stop a song. He's like, <laughs> they're like, wow, Leon the saxophone has really got through that one. Yeah, right. I mean, they're all just it's very cool, and they're yeah. like really a tight band. Yeah, piano player is really good. He's the leader. He's uh, It's the L. Michaels Affair, which is a backing band for a lot of the music we like. So oh, okay. they're a whole band. The yeah. L. Michaels Affair does a lot of music. They're, they're tight. really, really good. Yeah. And then they were just like Mad Lib's backing band for Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. For this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they were good. And like whoever this guy, the main guy, yeah. who's the piano guy, is long, blonde hair. Yeah. And then he's wearing a velvet blazer <laughs> with a crazy um like uh masonry eye on it. <laughs> like some sort some of like patch. I caught like a like a golden patch with all of these <laughs> like sunlines coming out of it. And he is cool as ice. Yeah. Like he's just sitting there like smooth, switching around, doing things and then like kind of acting like he doesn't care if he's there. Freddie Gibbs yeah. is really muscular. That guy is cut. Yeah. I did not realize. Wow, Muriel. I've only seen him in uh, animation when he's a bunny. I haven't <laughs> seen his like real life face. And he's got a beard and he's got a bald head and he's wearing a completely no shirt and then a coat. And he's, he's wearing like a tracksuit. Yeah. And but he looks really good. Yeah. Um, but if he was a little bold, like very bold. He's pretty, I mean, he is doing, it's a very bold look for, especially for a Tiny Desk concert. It's bold. It's like, you, you're just like, damn, you, whoa. And then the songs are really good, yeah. obviously. But also what I love is that at the end, he just goes, it doesn't look like it's hard. Maybe or it's supposed to be fun, but this is very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the <laughs> level of difficulty is very high. Like, and then he goes, I love you guys, but this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so he's white knuckling through this thing, trying yeah. not to make any mistakes well, with this badass band. Right. And because he's also like doing, he's switching up his flow like t eight times yeah. in each song. So yeah. he, what he is doing is incredibly acrobatic. Yeah. And yeah. they look at him as if he's, they're all doing something acrobatic. Yeah, right. But the only people white knuckling it are Freddie Gibson, this poor saxophone <laughs> player. They're just they're like. Meanwhile, <laughs> Mad Lib is just like touching these little pads. <laughs> These like some... magical like <laughs> tribal drums. They're yeah. so it's just the funniest thing. From man. another planet. I, it's their outer space drums. They got a lot of percussion going on because they got a drummer, yeah. trumpets playing the tambourine, and then you know, and, the, and then space god, space god, pharaoh king, Madlib is just <laughs> killing it with the finger drum. Uh, that's a really if you like watching live music, yeah. and you miss it because of COVID, because I know I do. Yeah, that's a that was a fun one there was yeah. a lot of stuff going on a lot of personalities and they really did pull it off and it there were times where i was like this feels like a high wire act yeah like right just, which is the coolest thing about tiny desks yeah that's what's fun about especially before it was a big thing i think it was sort of like t-pain's performance on there where mm -hmm. he didn't use auto-tune where people are like whoa what's up with tiny desk i think that's when it kind of came on my radar yeah because it's cool when it's really stripped down and anything intimate and stripped down is by nature a high wire act yes you know yeah <sighs> anyways i like i liked all of that music freddie gibbs is great and he's sweet and at the end he says you guys are gonna make me cry and yeah. the whole audience just goes oh <laughs> like for a man who's that bold and he's like not gonna wear a shirt and he's gonna walk around and act like he's he just it looks like a really magical genie like a yeah. person who's just beyond being a person yeah. he's really honest he's yeah. like this is really hard i'm white knuckling it through and this is emotional enough that I'm going to start crying. And then he hugs Mad Lib and starts kissing him too like too hard. much. And, and Mad like, Lib's like, I love you too, man. I love you too. And he's like, get off me. <laughs> uh, it's the best. And so uh, another Freddie Gibbs news, little update. He was recently the lead actor in a film that just debuted at the Cannes Film Festival. I was going to thought you were going to tell me his friend little update was doing something crazy. His friend little update. <laughs> <laughs> you know Freddie <laughs> little <laughs> update yeah. I really little, did I was like yeah. that is a, that's gonna bite that name is gonna bite that guy in the butt because people are gonna be like what uh, okay great um, anyways he plays a rapper who is giving up his career to go be a farmer because he wants to get away from it all and I can relate to that so hard I know I hope it's good I really hope it's good I'm sure that I it's kind of if it's bad it's still gonna be funny 
I know, but he's not going for that. I read some interviews with him. He was going for like, I've turned down tons of roles. I was looking for a really good, true acting gig. You know, like he was going for it. He didn't, he's not going for that. It's bad. It's funny. It's okay thing. He's like, I waited a long time to get the role I was looking for. Oh, really? Because he did so much acting. I mean, I got to say like, fine. You can be like, oh yeah, he turned out a lot of roles. He's not an actor. No, he's not. Was he's he training at like Juilliard? Yeah, he's been time? taking a lot of acting lessons. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually. He's like, has. this first movie that I've ever done has to be the best. It might not be, dude. You know, and that's okay. That's part of failure. Is like eighty percent of acting. <laughs> All right, you hearing that, Freddie Gibbs? A little lesson fine. Fr- from the real world. They're gonna love you. It's your first movie. <laughs> you can't be like. Very picky with my projects, and now I'm going to be the next whatever the fuck Marlon Brando. <laughs> All right, great, Muriel, putting the smack down. All right, I think we're gonna just cut to the end here. Okay, we're gonna do our last song. I'm ready. This is going to be. The, they just just came out. It's Lizzo featuring Cardi B, and I'm super curious. Are they enemies? No. Interesting. Oh, oh. Cardi B. I was. Who thinking, are you thinking um, of? Who's Lizzo enemies with? I thought she was enemies with everybody. Do you know who Lizzo is? Yeah. She, yes. She plays the flute. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know she was enemies with anyone. I think she'd be, I think she's like beefing with people. Oh, damn. Well, all right. What's up, Muriel's beef? Or you you just have that vague sense of the, of pop culture? Oh, that might be what just happened. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, I'm excited to hear this song because I haven't heard it and we're going to watch the video and I actually don't even know what you think of Lizzo or Cardi B. So we're going to figure it out. Okay. I'll say this. Yeah. My main impression of them is from watching Hustlers, which I liked. Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, we talked about that a lot. Yeah. Cardi B's a star. She's so funny in yeah. it, and I think she really is a star in Hustlers. I think she's really funny, and I think Lizzo had a gimmick with this flute thing that I did not think really hit hard. <laughs> Panned out. Yeah, yeah, I think she she thought she had the star power that Cardi B did, but Cardi B was acting a fool. Okay. And Jennifer Lopez was great. Okay. Let's okay, great. All right. Well, that was the first pop hit we've heard so far i am not sure it's that great (laughs) (laughs) are you you one of the haters that lizzo is talking about you know i don't think it's a hater to just be like well maybe it is maybe i'm a hater i'm not hating on her because she's like notorious yeah you know i'm hating on her because her music video is boring (laughs) (laughs) what is what is going on okay it opens with a lot of promise so if you're thinking about lizzo Lizzo's dressed in gold and she's got these insane like pyramid nails. Yeah, it's sort of like Egyptian fantasy theme. It's all like Grecian. uh, I think it's more like Greek, but maybe maybe it's Egyptian fantasy themed. And it's like uh, like I think it's a lot a lot of pan like Roman Greek Egyptian goddess. There's lots of different things going on. Um, She's wearing all gold and it kind of starts out cool because she's in a vase or something and she's doing this weird dance with her arms but she's got all these incense uh holders strapped to her arms that are spurting out smoke which that's the coolest part (laughs) and then she goes into it and you know uh uh i don't know i mean i guess like a hater song sometimes you just want it to be like a little uh more drastic you know what i mean like uh-huh, go on. I, just I don't, don't know. Keep it's going. like, she's just like, people don't like me because, you know, there's some rumors about me and somebody called me a bitch and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, they're not really that drastic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a great comeback song. Like, I feel like <laughs> Eminem is like the king of comeback songs where like everybody's mad at him all the time. And he does, he just says and does stupid shit. <laughs> and then he goes on and he's like, kind of just talks about it. Uh-huh. And it's like, and maybe, you know what I'm saying? people by name. Yeah, and- like <laughs> drop names people yeah. by name, yeah, yeah. comes out and says it, yeah. says this dumb stuff that he said. Yeah. And it is embarrassing. But then he like talks about how like he doesn't care. It's like when I'm fighting with you about something. <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't even care, you know, because you're just mad. It's just like you kind of need it to be if you're going to do something that's saying all the rumors are true. Yeah. Then if the rumors aren't very interesting, then who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't. Oh, great. All the rumors are true. Like these people don't like. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely just it's a pop song. It is. But I think it could have been 
funnier. Yeah. You know, based on, like, I do think it's great to have Cardi B because, like, Cardi B got in a fight at the Met Gala, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, like, had her weave pulled out. Like, that was wild. Like, yeah. Cardi B is, like, at the center of a lot of controversy. Yeah. And so when she's saying all the rumors are true, the impact of that is stronger because you're just like, yeah, man. You're just like, I did a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> she's so, Cardi B's dope. Yeah. She's such a good rapper. That song she did up. I love that damn song. Like, yeah, I like Cardi B a lot. And, you know, I don't know. It's like this thing. So the other person I love, I really like is yeah. I like listening to Billie Eilish. I like the, um, whatever that is pure, uh, I was going to say pure heroin, but the, um, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Her classic oh, album. Um, when We Go to Sleep, Where Do We Dream or yeah, something. Yeah, a terrible title. But uh, <laughs> it's a great album, right? But the joke about her yeah. is that she's like the type of girl that can't ask for like extra ketchup for her fries. You know what I mean? Like, But then in the thing, she's like, I'm a monster. <laughs> you know, It's like you kind of can feel like when you listen to all of the lyrics of her songs, it's like you're probably not as tough as the toughest songs that you're singing about <laughs> yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. kind of of like how Lizzo comes off to yeah. me is like probably she hangs out inside a lot and is like upset about some internet drama yeah, yeah. but I'm guessing she didn't get her hair ripped out like the Met Gala <laughs> right like I'm guessing she's not really getting her hands dirty getting out there really doing some crazy stuff if she hears this podcast she's gonna beat you up <laughs> she I would dare I would be like do something <laughs> then you can make a song about it you know, and put me in your music video and you can chase me and I'll run away. It's just like, I don't want to watch you slowly walk down some stairs for fucking three minutes. Just like waving your arms around. What does that have to do with anything? The funniest part is like the weird, like penis things that are dancing around. And then there's some like butts on a vase that are dancing. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, she's, it's just like, so, uh, like for something that charged. Yeah. It's pretty boring. It's just her walking around and it's like really long shots and, you know, it's just kind of like, you know what it kind of reminded me of uh-huh. is uh, parts of Montero, the video mm-hmm. from Montero. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of sky and like imagery and gold and, you know, like descending stairs yeah, and stuff right. like that. I was like, I wonder if that was the same director. But see, like Montero hit hard, right? Because he's like going down into hell and then lands in the splits. It's like this whole thing. It's like, it's like Lizzo, you play the flute. Just do something. I needed more Zang. More, more Zang. More Zazz. More Zazz. Oh, my God. Muriel. See, you wanted to call this Nick's beef, but really it's Muriel's beef. You know, maybe that says something about us. <laughs> I just like it when you explain all this stuff to me yeah. and then I can have a better opinion of it. But yeah. I also like telling you what I think. Yes. Because I think that sometimes you uh, sometimes are not expecting what I want to, you know, like, yeah, it's this thing. I've known you now for like 20 years yeah. and we know a lot about each other. But this access is a point for us for like, I, you surprise me with information that you like, mm-hmm. and I'm learning about your inner world. Yeah. And then maybe I surprise you with thoughts that I have that you didn't think that I might have. Right. So like, it's a fun way to kind of be like, okay, it's a little teeter totter of like yeah. new information. Yeah. Right. We're keeping, we're, this is how, how do you spice up a marriage after this many years? Just. Play the weird music that you're not sure if the other person will like. Yeah, you like it, and and I think that we're we're doing a tightrope, right? Of there are things about me that are dorkier than maybe you realize or uh, like you allow yourself to think about on a normal basis. Uh-huh. So sometimes if I'm saying something that's really embarrassing to you, I can tell that you're just like really interested in like where it's going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because but for me, you know. I don't know where it's going. That makes sense. <laughs> no, but I'm not sure we're going to find more succinct out to this episode. <laughs> so I think for the sake of this, I'm going to have to go, yeah, Muriel, good point. Yes, Nick's beef. I love it. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you for listening. If you want more of Nick's beef, you got to hit us up on Patreon, man. You know what I'm saying? And look, you can just 
choose amount. We still have tiers open for three dollars a month. You can pick any tier you want. Just you unlock, choose them out. <laughs> you unlock all the episodes and you support us. You know. Oh, and then find the link to the Spotify playlist of all these songs uh, in the show notes for this episode, so you could listen along. And that's it. We love you. Oh, I didn't say actually something that I felt like I wanted to say. What? I think Lizzo's a good rapper. I don't think she's a bad rapper. I just think that she's kind of boring. Like, where's your like? I have the heart of a vagina. You know, like where's your? <laughs> that wasn't was even the lyric. <laughs> that wasn't even. The lyric. It should be a lyric. <laughs> All right, I guess I guess now now this episode is over. <laughs> Goodbye. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.